Welcome to Informed Aging, a podcast about health, help, and hard decisions for older adults. I'm Robin Roundtree, a former family caregiver, currently working for the Alzheimer's and Dementia Resource Center. With me is my co-host, Edith Gendron, Chief of Operations for Alzheimer's and Dementia Resource Center, a positive approach to care certified trainer, and consultant, a former family caregiver as well with over 30 years of experience in the industry. The thoughts and opinions expressed belong to Edith and I on this podcast, not our wonderful employers and sponsors. So if you want to get mad, get mad at us and not at them. Before making any significant changes in your life or your person's life, please consult your own experts. Today, we're going to talk to someone who's been a home inspector, and he can talk to us about being at home and aging, informed aging. That's what it's all about. We're going to be right back after this. For over 37 years, the Alzheimer's and Dementia Resource Center, ADRC, has served as a Central Florida-based grassroots nonprofit and community resource center. They are dedicated to providing support and hope for families and individuals caring for someone they love who is living with Alzheimer's disease or other dementia-related illnesses. ADRC empowers caregivers with the knowledge, support, skills, and strategies they need to help them confidently prepare for the challenges that lie ahead. To learn more, visit the website adrccares.org. Senior Helpers is the only home care agency offering a revolutionary new way to approach senior care, the Life Profile Assessment. This data-based app is a crucial tool in helping seniors age safely and successfully at home. Combined with our proven in-home care programs and trained caregivers, Senior Helpers Life Profile is leading the way to better outcomes for our clients. For more information, log on to SeniorHelpers.com. And we're back talking to Alan Traeger. Now, officially right now, you are a senior real estate specialist, but tell us about your background. Yeah, so I have a background in construction. You know, I'm a former uh, general contractor, you know, former home inspection, had a home inspection business here in the Orlando area for over 20 years. You know, I got to the point where, you know, I'm not a youngster anymore. And I decided that, you know, climbing on roofs and crawling under homes and crawl spaces, going into hot attics, uh, just you know, just wasn't as agile as I used to be. And it's just tough work, especially this summer. Yeah. 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 So I've seen a lot of different things and uh, a lot of different things. I mean, with homes of different eras, you can all, I can almost tell you how they were built, you know, the problems and the defects that you may find. And, you know, it's very interesting. So currently, you know, I'm a real estate broker and I'm a senior real estate specialist, which is a a designation from the National Association of Realtors. But I consider myself like a senior housing transition specialist. So to move, I think that there's many transitions in housing. You know, people may have, a lot of people have lived in their home for 20 to 40 years. And, you know, as you age, if you haven't made certain renovations and modifications to your home, it could be, you know, very unsafe for you. So, you know, I can, you know, I can give you people come out if they're so interested, a complimentary safety inspection. 
So, you know, I can walk through the house. It's like a two-page checklist. And, you know, I leave it with people, and they can decide on their own if that's if they want to move forward with doing some of those things. Uh, how I got interested in this is I took care of my mother and father for six or seven years, and I lived uh, you know, taking care of all the the banking, and I was a trustee, and you know all that. Having, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it is. It's it's almost like a second job, or maybe a primary yes, job. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. It's it, a career. Yeah, it, 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 it is. Career. Yeah, there there isn't a, you know probably any problem. If anything could go wrong, it went wrong for me. Mm. You know, having to transition them from uh, Pennsylvania and moving and downsizing and putting them in assisted living. And, you know, going through the whole, you know, process. But uh, as I said, I think that the, the most important thing is I think people should try to live in their home as long as they possibly can. Uh, it's very expensive to live in assisted living or independent living or de- memory care or, you know, whatever. Uh, if you can live in your home, that's the best thing. People feel safe. But there comes a point in life that you just can't live in your home. You don't have the ability, the cognitive or the physical ability to take care of those things. It's not an easy thing, uh, but, you know, if you've gone through that, as I said, I understand it, you know, that way of life perfectly. But, you know, I help currently, I can help people with their doing a little safety check uh, if they uh, downsizing, uh, you know, I can help them out with with that. I mean, I'm not going to be there every day. It's not, a, you know, you have to have let go emotionally of all your stuff. If you don't let go emotionally of that stuff, it's not going to happen. Right. You know, right. It's, it's it's a hard thing. You know, I helped a lady sell her house here locally, and she was like a level five hoarder. Mm. It took like, you know, five months, you know, I rescued her from a foreclosure mm. and I had an investor who um, bought the house and fortunately was kind enough, but she did have, I, I negotiated a pretty good deal for her, but kind of lost it a little bit because she wouldn't move, mm. um, you know, had a contract. So he was, you know, patient, but it, you know, she paid. So, you know, she was paying like, a thousand dollars a month just in storage. Oh. So just, but she couldn't. And one and always said, "One day I'm going to go through and see what I don't need." And she got more storage places with the, uh, you know. So it's just, uh, it, it's a, it's a mental thing, and kind of have to, you can't believe that kind of thing until you've met somebody that right. has that mental issue that not able to emotionally give it up. You know, sentimental, this was my father's and his grandfather gave it to him or whatever the case may be. So I understand all that. And as I said, I have uh, currently I can help seniors sell their home. I have a network of 150 investors. I sell it as an off-market property. I put together a little brochure, I email blast, and I have people come out a one or two-day showing they look at it, they bid, it's as is, proof of funds, and they can close in 30 days for cash. This way, So this is a way to sell your home quickly without doing the listing, without cleaning up the house, all of that stuff. Yes, they would buy the house just as is. Is that kind of like, and I'm only familiar with this, like offer pad? 
where they come in and say, I'll give you X, and you say, okay, you take it and you walk away? Not really. Not yeah, this is off market. As I said, I don't. I could. I can sell it any way. I put it on the MLS or whatever. But a lot of times, people have so much stuff, and the family, it gets out of hand, and the family comes down to see how mom's doing and figure out that mom can't live here anymore by herself. So you're actually selling the house to these investors with the contents? With the contents. Oh, wow. They take it with them. They take it. It all goes into a dumpster, typically. I tell mm. the family, you know, go through it, see if there's something there, you know, of some value. But most of the time, most families don't want to deal with all that stuff, you know, and nor do they really have the time. I mean, it can take weeks yeah. Um, so if you're going to downsize, you have to like start early, start small, start with the kitchen cabinets or the, a closet in the back bedroom or, or something. Uh, but uh, yeah, so, you know, it's kind of a unique thing, as I said, with my and how I do it. I give people like a, a current um, market analysis of what it might be if it's in pretty good condition. And then I can go through and kind of have an idea of what it may take to bring it up to, to snuff, you know, because not mm-hmm. most families don't want to spend $100,000 or more to clean it out, to update it, you know, still has a, the pink, the gold and the, 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 uh, the yellow, green toilet. And the, the, yeah, yeah. all that stuff, <laughs> you know, the old cabinets where the paint's chipping off of them, you know, has an old roof with, you know, filled with leaves on the top. So, you know, so that's one extreme. And then, of course, we can offer it on the MLS. Uh, and then maybe the, the home needs some work. There's a company called Curbio, which they will come in and give you a r- rough estimate of what, what it costs. And you don't have to pay them until you close. But, I mean, you know, if there's only a, a certain amount of work that right. for, for something like that. But if it needs a complete update... It's really not, you know, to go through that. Uh, there's, I work with a, with like a, a lender, and they will give a bridge loan in the event that maybe it just they need to put the mom and dad in the place like now, and uh, they don't have the money. The, their equity's tied up in the house. They will give them a loan. You know, they, you know, they can move and into the house into the, their new uh, community right away. And uh, when the house sells, they pay them back. You know, interest rates are a little higher, but, you know, it's just a short-term bridge loan. So you do a lot of stuff for when it's a crisis. Okay, let's talk about avoiding that crisis. Yeah. (laughs) Let's do that. Let's say you're finally an empty nester. The kids are out of the house. Is that the right time to start downsizing and getting rid of things? Definitely. I mean, once you come to that mental uh, decision, you know, a lot of people don't. But if you're on top of it, you decide, yeah, you know, I mean, we had this house with the pool and the big yard and all that. What do I need this for? So, you know, a lot of people say, hey, you know, let's let's sell it. You know, we're paying a lot of money for maintenance. We're paying a lot of money in taxes and what have you. So whether they want a, a condo on the beach, whether they want to uh, move into a 55-plus community, 
you know, that's the that's you know, that's one scenario that people can take. I mean, all of Florida and it's all throughout the United States where there's fifty five plus communities everywhere. Right. So it all depends on what you want to do and what your state of mind is. You know, if you decide to, that that's the route you want to take, it's, it's a lot easier on the family. I can tell you that. Right. You know, that so when you move, you got to downsize. You get rid of a lot of stuff. So that's, that's you know, that's an alternative as well. Would you, would you think, I'm just trying to think of how do you know when it's a waste of time to keep paying for storage? If you haven't gone there in a year to get anything, is it? Is that a good sign that you don't need that stuff? Yeah, you don't need that stuff. And I, I guess people say that, like, the stuff in your attic, if you haven't been up there for over a year, you probably don't need it. Right. So, but as I said, I had a, a client, a lady, who had three storage units. So it's just, it's, uh, you know, that's, it's a mental thing. Emotionally have to let go of it, yeah. Yeah. At some point with a storage unit, you you can buy whatever you're storing for right. less than the money you've invested in storing yes. in the unit. I mean, does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I, we used to live across the street from one, and there would people people there would have um, units filled with IKEA furniture. Now, I like IKEA just as much as the next person, but right. you're talking but sixty to a hundred and up a month. Yeah, you know. Yeah. You could refurnish your house. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a mental thing. It's it it's is. a sentimental mental thing. And if you can't overcome that, you're gonna keep on paying storage fees. Yeah. Now AARP did a survey in twenty twenty one, found that more than three quarters of adults over fifty wanted to age in place where they were. That's that's a great idea. Can you as a former contractor Give me an idea of the cost of a typical house to make that aging in place friendly. Well, it all depends on, you know, if a lot of times people don't do anything from the day they buy the house to the day they sell it. Oh. So it really, you know, uh, they might have gotten a new roof because they had to. The insurance company pressed them on it. But the, I think the biggest thing with uh, people falling, so you want to eliminate any kind of tripping hazard. But the biggest thing, I think, is uh, bathrooms. Yeah. You know, so you have what you would want to do is like a walk-in kind of bathroom where you don't have, have to put your legs up over a tub and, you know, swing yourself in. I did that. We did that on our home a couple years ago. So it's a lot of work. It's nasty, a uh, lot of dust and commotion. It's expensive, but if you think you're going to stay there for a, for a while, you know, then it's well worth it. You know, we you get the grab bars around the toilet inside the shower. You get the comfort level toilets. Um, don't say handicap because once you say handicap, they charge more. And the comfort level, <laughs> the okay, comfort level, know? Yeah, yeah, comfort level or just. I think they're usually like 17 to 18 inches high, handicapped or a little higher. But you can't believe the difference of uh, the toilet getting off of a standard height toilet to a comfort level. There's a big difference. We have both in my home, and I love the comfort level. So that's the, the you know, the you start with the bathrooms and then the, 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 the cupboards, you get like pools. Okay. Uh, not pools, but like a like a something where you could grab easy universal design, uh, you know, so that you you know if you get arthritis really bad, you 
you know, can't use your hands. You're able to, you know, open up the, the cupboards and everything like that. So let's go back to the, the bathroom renovation. How much would that cost to, to take out the tub and just do an easy access? Is that like a $20,000 job? Depends on what you really pick. Like my wife, she always picks the top of the line well, stuff. It's a talent. I have that talent. I, I do too. I have that yeah. talent. The I most expensive thing. Shop and bang, right there. <laughs> I am, that's my, that's yeah. my superpower. Yeah. So for for something like that with the demolition and I mean if you get the marble and what the whatever kind of ceramic I mean there's a variation there's different grades you know new cabinets and, and all that type of thing uh, I, I think we spent like twenty five thousand dollars okay which was a pretty good price actually for that but you could be looking you know depending on the the you know the upgrades the the quality of the components you could be looking up to fifty thousand dollars for you know a whole bathroom and the toilet and what have you but if if you haven't uh, upgraded your plumbing you know changed out your plumbing then you needed to do that before you actually spend all that money um, you know, it used to be that they would use copper, you know, builders, there's three different grades of copper. And of course, the builder cheap, uh, chose the cheapest one. Mm-hmm. So with all the chemicals in the water, it, it sprung pinhole leaks. You know, then came the polybutylene piping, which was a product of the 1980s. Yep. That didn't work out so well. Nope. And now they have, you know, PEX pipe or CPVC. So, you know, that's not that can be a one for an average home. It's a couple thousand dollars. It's not the end of the world, but it still needs to be done. Depending upon the, the age of your home, if it had like two pin wiring, you know, it's kind of dangerous where you don't have a ground, especially if you're in the bathroom with hair dryers and, you know, different things that, you know, women have to curling irons and what have you. You could get a shock. So, you know, you have to be the insurance companies i guess have been more proactive making people with these upgrades changing out electrical panels the the uh, the plumbing you know roofing what have you so all that you know as you as i said people sometimes don't do anything from the day they buy it to the day they sell it so it depends on where you're if you've kept up with things a little bit or if you've just left everything go and it's a tough call because, um, like, for instance, we had my mother move in with me and we redid the bathroom, but she only was with us for just over a year. Now, we made it still look pretty, but then you think, okay, well, we spent all this money and now she's in memory care. So, But nobody wants to think that memory care is coming. So it's, I imagine, a very difficult decision. Do we renovate the house and make it age-friendly? And maybe that will get us two years or five years in the home. But then still, inevitably, you may still need to get assisted living or something, a higher level of care. Yeah, there's no guarantees. You, you've got a crystal ball. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's going to be transitions in your life. So you decide, hey, I want to stay here. I like it here. It's close. I got family. You know, I, so you stay here, you make those kind of renova- renovations, 
Um, and then, you know, something may happen. You, you're, you start, you know, having some kind of physical problem or mental problem. Then you have to look for other sources of, of housing. Um, so I think every, it's important that you have a retirement plan, but you need a housing plan as well. Yeah. So, you know, my wife would like to move to the beach, but, you know, uh, all of our, I'm fortunate my boys are still around here. And moving to the beach, we lose the doctors and all that kind of stuff. It would be nice to sit out there and have coffee every morning uh, looking at the surf rolling in. But uh, so we're staying here. (laughs) (laughs) I I guess I was thinking like our financial consultant was like, well, how much do you spend per month on maintenance? And we were like, well, Home Depot gets maybe $500 on a a bad month and $100 on a good month. But that doesn't keep in mind like the big renovations so how much should a person budget set aside a year do you have a magic number i don't know if there's any specific amount it depends if you kept up with things right over time um so what do you think about okay so if you're thinking i don't want to set aside two grand a year for what might happen what do you think about home warranties I, it depends on the home warranty and and a lot you know a lot of times people buy it for uh, the appliances or uh, air conditioning and sometimes you know if it's like a really old thing and you have to one thing to keep in mind a lot of the salesmen or the technicians they send mm-hmm. out they're on commission oh. so they're always going they're, they're going to find something they're going to find something and kind of talk you out and why do you want to you know I could repair this for the X but you know it's going to be an ongoing problem and inconvenience so you know you have to read what what they you know what's there and you have to be I know a lot of real estate agents try to oh you get the home warranty well you know they're not going to like I mean they know that they're going to lose the warranty companies they're going to lose money every year on some but mm. overall they're going to make money but so you have to really be careful with, you know, always read the fine print, you know. So it's, but you kind of have to budget that. You know, people, if you longer you live in your home, you could get a line of equity, um, hmm. you know, is, is one thing, you know, because one thing, the market right now, no one wants to move because, you know, they have an interest rate under 5% and they don't want to pay 7%. Right. But people could get uh, what's called a reverse mortgage. Which uh, you know they uh, they could get money to do whatever they want to. So you know there's different options um, for for people to to look at. You know I mean so it, I don't know if there's any magic bullet, but you, you so you have to probably figure in about every uh, that's the big thing the roof about every 15 years, more or less, that you're going to have to put a new roof on. You know, water heaters, most people, it's a 1000 bucks, so you just put it on the credit card or what have you. Yeah. So, you know, those are those are the big – That's the roof's probably the biggest thing. The air conditioner, which is a must here in Florida, uh, you're, you know, you're, you're looking about 10 to 15 years for an air conditioner. Alan, you gave me good information. You depressed me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm going to go home and start asking about the age of our water heater and our I air conditioner. Because I, I know. Right. I know. But we all know it's it's coming. So, you know, be prepared, I guess, is the lesson. 
Alan, how does somebody get hold of you if they have a house they need to sell quickly? Well, they, they can call me, um, 407-834-7714. Or they can email me at alan at Consensus Realty Solutions. You can find me very easily. Just put my name in the internet, and it'll pop up. So, And it's Alan Traeger, T-R-A-U-G-E-R. That's correct. Okay. We'll put all that information in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Even though you depressed me a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for your time. Please subscribe to our podcast, Informed Aging. Tell your family and friends about us. You can find us on Instagram, informed underscore aging, facebook.com, informed aging. And this episode was recorded at Digital Broadcasting's podcast studio. That's it for now. We're looking forward to our next visit.